Uh, what's going on, everybody? My name is Arjun Gupta. I play Penny on Sci-Fi's and the Magicians, and welcome to the Coffee Clatch Podcast. Get ready for a wild ride. The Coffee Clatch Podcast. Welcome to another Coffee Clatch Crew, the Magicians interview. I'm Jason Pistorino. I'm Christina Lomangino. And today we were lucky enough to have Arjun Gupta back on for the third time, and we had so much fun. It is always a joy. I hope he knows he's always welcome to come on CKC Podcast, even after this magician's ride is over. We actually had too much fun, and Christina had to nudge me a few times. We kept him on for almost two hours, to the point where we weren't able to get to everyone's question via Twitter. But he was gracious enough to, later on that day, go onto that feed and write back to everyone that we didn't talk about. So thank you again to Arjun. And thank you to all of you. We hope that you enjoy. Hello. Hey, man. Long time no see. You guys, I know you've got that quarantine beard going. I do. (laughs) I didn't get the scarf, but I am rocking Penny's purple jacket that I stole. Oh, nice. So I was going to do open shirt as well. But uh, I don't. Oh have yeah, the you got it. Oh, I didn't. I forgot about that. Yeah, I get made fun of so much, even by the costume department now. Really? Yeah, because it was never meant to be. Just they'll tease me about it. It became like one button. They're like, you can close two. <laughs> <laughs> you can put three, man. <laughs> I'm uh, very close to all of them. Hi, how are you both doing? Good. Staying safe and sane. We are. Oh, we cool. can work work remotely, so. We're still busy. We're not bored. It's nice. Okay, good. Yeah, all my patients switch to phone meetings for right now. Yeah, I know. Everything's on Zoom now. Like, my parents, I'm staying in my parents' place in D.C. And they were doing, my mom had a doctor's appointment, like, sitting in the living room on a computer, like, Mm -hmm. just chatting with their doctor. And it was really cute because neither of them are, my dad and my mom, like, you know, they're not really used to this whole thing. So, like, where do we put the light? Like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. what, like what background am I supposed to dress up for this now? It's a whole play. It's hilarious. That's basically, that was us. It's makeshift here. The lighting sucks. We just have lamps surrounding us. Yeah. And it's a dope banner back there. Oh, yeah. Breakbills University design. alumni. Yeah. It wasn't there, I don't think, last time I was. No, we just made it. Oh, cool. How sweet. I'll send you yeah. a link to the cast, and I'll also send you a link that same design, we have free wallpapers. So if you want oh, it on your cool. phone or your uh, laptop uh, or anything for you. That's very sweet. Because you're an alumni, you know? I guess. I, you know, we technically never graduated. That's true. That's so, true. I mean, maybe just honorary degrees. Yeah, and yet you're, you're a teacher and you were acting dean. So I think you're, yep. you're fine. That's fair. Yeah. That's actually a that's good. touche. <laughs> You don't RSVP to our lunches, Arjun. I know. <laughs> Brunches. I'm just like, Brunches, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have a picture. We have a painting over here <laughs> with me, you, and, and Christina. And we're all hugging. That was, oh, my God, on set when that happened, because that wasn't in the script at all. At least I don't think it was. I mean, maybe it wasn't. I just completely forgot. And if so, writers, sorry if it was. But it was Margot and her art department that were like, let's just make this You know, and again, and that's just, I mean, I know you guys haven't asked anything about anything yet, but I just, I love this crew and how everyone that I worked with in the design side of it and and behind the scenes, 
wasn't just they felt like they were telling the story also and they thought about how are we telling the story you know going into every costume fitting with magali um would be how does this where's penny where is he going how does this move the story what what does that mean and then she would suggest things because i don't think in terms of colors and stuff but she does and then but then you know and then we'll work together i'm like well i want something that's you know, when Penny 23 was introduced, like such a big conversation with me and Magali about, OK, who is this person? You know, what is this? What does that mean? OK. And I was like, I want him to be less flashy. I want him to be more muted, like he's been through some shit. And then she internalized that and transitioned that into what that looks like in colors. OK, muted, earthy, earthy tones, more monochromatic. And that's when at the beginning of 23, when you see it from a costume standpoint, you see that he starts there and then we start to play. OK, at the beginning of fuck, is this season with the met- meteors and all? Like, yeah, we start mm-hmm. the season with the date. Right. Yeah. OK, that was this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, um, but like we start and again, it was me talking with Magali saying, OK, Penny is clearly the one character at the start of the season who is responding to grief in a different way. You know, and responding from the space of like, say la vie, we have to take advantage. Everyone else is more like turned inwards and and somewhat in in grieving in this in the more traditional sense. But Penny, I think, was like a wow, we barely made this by like the hair, like by hair. And he says that he's like, yo, let's live it up. Like, let's go enjoy this. And what he talks about. So I wanted that to be in the clothes like he's he's letting loose in a little while. Like and then. As is the nature of our show, you see it become more muted and become muted to by the time that I go see my mom, I'm basically all in black. Mm. Mm. Like I'm all like all the way from the purples, the like these crazy greens that we were trying on, like jackets with native prints on them to the All Saints black jacket and a, a muted you know, print, but it's still navy blue. I think it was, and I think I was wearing blue slacks. I can't, I can't remember terribly, but like, you know, it was in that world because he's he's like been beaten down again, and he's now back in like, oh shit, that didn't work. Mm. And then I think at the end when he has a baby, then you see him again. Then he's like in this marbled yellow fabric that they made, like they marbled it themselves. The woman, this woman Joanna, who's in our costume department, like. She's marbled fabric. I don't know if you know what that means, but like you take the print here. I, I, I'm, this isn't going to be helpful to the people listening. I don't even know if you're recording, but this, we is, are, this isn't, <laughs> isn't going to be helpful to the, the people. But um, I mean, this is in the middle of the process, but this is what the fabric looks like when it's marbled. Can you see it? Yeah. Like this is just a piece yeah. of like a strip of fabric. It dipped? It's dipped in something? or Yeah, so you dip it like this. The ink Ooh, is like wow. right on the top and then you and then when it lifts off, it's like completely um clear. Like you it just takes the ink into the fabric and then you dry it and then you but they like yeah, we had this woman, but I'm just saying like the artistry that we got we had available to us and that we were surrounded with in Vancouver um was incredible. And you I'll know, miss that part. We could see that. I mean, everyone can see that. The care, the the care that this show takes, not in just the storylines, but the backgrounds, clothing and things like that. It looks amazing. And you can see the care that they do in everything. 
Yeah, and y'all didn't even see everything because, uh, like, we would take these crazy shots where you would see the shoes. Like, y'all never saw the shoes, unfortunately. No. no. Yeah, well, like, because it's Fox, just, there's never... Huh? <laughs> Dean Fogg's shoes. Those you are saw dope. Dean Fogg's shoes, Those yes. But, like, we don't get to... We don't, in this show, we're not afforded the real estate, for whatever reason, to, like, do the shots that's, like, where we get to see everything and so there's actually like sadly so much that everyone misses mm. you know people that have come for set visits and they see the like the level of detail that's in it and i i do have this belief that that impacts the audience whether in, indirectly and subconsciously they can feel that i think that's something that just transmits it's a remarkable thing how much detail and like you said care is put into everything i was thinking of the scene in the last episode where they're planning the heist and the miniature <clears throat> miniature of the hotel builds itself. Oh, my God. That was visually amazing from an artist's point of view. Oh, my God. It's a, it's a stunning piece of visual effects. I think I tweeted out that it was my favorite, one of my favorite VFX that we've done. One, because it didn't look like a VFX at all. Like, it was almost... Mm. Usually, and, and not because VFX are like that, but like usually when there's a dragon, you know it's not real. So there's like, you know, visual effects. But for some reason, that book, when it came out, and, and we get these before, right? So I watched it. I watched 12, uh, which I didn't know was called The Balls until I watched <laughs> it live on Wednesday. And I was just like, we, like, we DVR it. And I was just like, went into the DVR menu. And set season five, episode 12, The Balls. <laughs> I just I couldn't help myself, but I laughed. But when I watched it on, on Pix, when they sent it to us, that moment was so beautiful. And then, you know, usually I'm, I'm quite busy. Like when it's on on Wednesdays and my wife's watching it, my mom's watching it and she can barely follow anything. She has no idea what's happening, but it's very sweet. She watches it. Um, when I'm, I'm usually glued to my phone, just like trying to catch up with everybody and, and tweet. But that moment ha- came up and I had to look back up to watch because I agree. Christina, it was beautiful. You just reminded me, my mother will call me and we'll talk because she's, lives in Connecticut, so we don't see each other often. Mm-hmm. But she watches The Magicians because we told her about it. And I'll be like, are you caught up? And she's always like, no, I have a few to go. And then she'll come in with a question and she'll go, so is the Q guy, is he dead? And I'm like, mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard show to follow. There's so many things. It's not a casual view. You know, like I had an English professor it was high school. So I guess in high school, for some reason, you don't call them professors, you call them teachers. But I had an English teacher, Patty Lucas. If by any chance you're listening to this, I love you and miss you. You're a remarkable human. But Patty Lucas would talk to me about why she liked Law and Order. And she was like, because it's background, it's simple. There's like always a good and evil. There's always, it's a reflection of a life that we don't have. It's, it, it's escapist in a certain way. And The Magicians is definitely escapist in a lot of ways. But it's not casual viewing. Like no. you can't just like, I'm just like, oh cool. You can't. <laughs> no. Like you can't. There's you're gonna miss like ten beats of like crucial story points that you're then just like, what? Wait, where? They're in another world. Wait, who died? <laughs> what? For sure, that's my mother. That's what happened. Yeah. Well, even we're constantly pausing and rewinding and going through it several oh, yeah. times to make we sure we to. didn't miss anything. Taking photos. Wait, did you catch that? We'll take a picture. <laughs> we'll look at that later. Uh, we, we've actually discussed shows like that 
there's a beginning, there's a middle, there's an end. Mm. And they're structured mm-hmm. where every episode has that same type of beginning, middle, and end. And that's why you can put it on as background and it's very comforting. Because right. your brain's already like, okay, well, here's... All right, they got the guy. Now it's time for these guys to come right. in. They're, so, you know, right, procedurals. We call those procedurals. There it yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, um, but... So one of the writers told me, and it's wild because I've been doing this for not the longest time, but long enough where I'm pretty I'm pretty adept at understanding story structure and like I've I've read enough TV scripts to to kind of feel them out. But he told me that there was a formula to our show, and it blew my mind because I was like, he's like, we just we there is a particular and it makes sense i mean five years into something of course as human nature we we draw the patterns right that's why everyone sits in the same seats whether you're assigned or not like usually people sit in the same seats by like week two week three right because we're we're pattern oriented creatures um so it's natural that even in the form of creation that there will be patterns within it and so i just think that's what what's pretty cool is that five years in you know i and there must be people that are smarter than me that figured it out. But I didn't. I had, I had no clue that there was a formula to our show. Are you going to give it to us? <laughs> I don't know. He didn't tell me. It. Oh. I didn't know. Look at that. Come The worst tease I've done in so long. I didn't even think about that. Oh, the part, that wasn't even the interesting part to me, which is what's interesting. <laughs> no, but I remember even reading the books uh-huh. several times thinking to myself, I can't even understand why I'm enjoying this because it's doing the opposite of the things I expect from a story. Right. And every time you want them to win, they get set back. They have to encounter a new challenge. They have magic and then they lose magic again. You're frustrated half the time. And yet you're completely riveted. You're still rooting for them. I think the story does the same thing. It turns the expectations on their head. Maybe there is a pattern, but I don't even knowing the general idea of the source material, I never know where it's going. Maybe. And, and that's what I, like Lev's brilliant in ways that I don't even know if he knows. It's true to life in this way that's not. Um, I don't know. It just feels like a different form of true to life, you know, and maybe because of the fact that it is genre and we normally associate true to life with. You know, we have a term in theater, kitchen sink dramas, the American classic kitchen sink dramas, the, you know, like where everything that's really emotional happens, like like naturalistic sort of thing. It's our way of talking about like traditionally naturalistic works. And those are what we lift up as, you know, in in, in my world, we list up as as um, as those things that are true to life. Right. The thing that the family in the house and like is going on, you know, those those kind of movies, the realistic movies, the really. And yet in this fantasy genre with another world and kings and queens and talking bears and and all that he has employed and magic, he still somehow was able to make me feel that like something spoke so true to what the experience of living life is. And that, that to me, that ability is so, so incredible. And it's to me what makes the books so special. I think it's what we aspire to. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, just, I said this the other day that I don't really feel like it's my place to really analyze the show too much because I'm in it and like it's hard not. It's, it, it's just not. It, I just don't think it is my place, but, you know, so I, I, I won't comment to whether we succeeded or not, but I know that we aspired to that, mm. you know. I kept wanting to talk to you this season because 
I loved the fact that I wasn't sure how much they would keep bringing in from the books. We're so far past that point and it's its own thing now. But since we don't have Quentin anymore, it felt like there were certain elements that were given to you this season. I mean, he was Mm -hmm. the professor in the books and you've become the professor in the books and the TV show now. Did you take any of that in your own mind when you're working into, I know it was small segments of teaching at break bills, but I mean, not, not more than just like, Oh, it's interesting that Quentin's now Quentin, something from Quentin's path was not put into my path, Mm -hmm. you know? And then like Plum was now my student, but aside from that, I just don't, the relationship was so different, you know, between them and even Quentin as a teacher, you know, he went there as a, fallback you know because he didn't think so the circumstances were really different Mm -hmm. you know penny was dragged into it quentin like needed being a professor and he needed that external validation and he needed what it and at some level he needed the power of it you know whether like to feel because that's what my my take on quentin's whole journey has to do with like him coming to accept himself right and and not need external validation or not need these external things to make him feel whole um but penny Penny had like kind of a, a very different sort of thing, um, a sort of different like him. It was, hey, get over yourself a little bit. It's the same issue, but just on the other side of the coin, mm-hmm. you know, like, bro, you're not. What was it from that? All that in a bag of chips, like, bro, like, <laughs> drop down, be in service of something bigger than you. How do you do that? And it was always his calling, but teaching, I think, was just a different way of like him accessing it and recognizing it. Um, so no, I, to answer, I mean, could have answered it much shorter, but that wouldn't be me. I didn't really take much in. Like, I didn't feel like I had to lift that, that mantle in any sort of way. Mm. I just thought it was fun that I got that stuff because it was really, I mean, fuck, it's fun, man. Penny's a professor. What do you, like, he's not, he doesn't know. He just doesn't know what to do, <laughs> you know? And it, like, he just doesn't know what to do with, millennials? you know, huh? <laughs> with millennials. <laughs> well, millennials or power yeah Mm. you know like he doesn't know like he never had a model for how to you know as we come to find out like he was on his own yeah and like teaching is an extension of like you're influencing young people and like you're in a position where they're looking to you for answers and he's never had he always looked to himself he doesn't know how to look to someone let alone then how to be the person that someone looks to i mean it's a and you saw it you saw it with Fuck, what was it? Sylvia, right? Was her name? Mm, the yeah. the kid for Penny Forty. Mm. You know, you saw he had that moment also. Um, but in a very different way. That was like a like a brother, sister thing. But like but this is like a, a much more codified like, hey, you're a professor. You have answers. And then further, you're the dean. Mm-hmm. Like you now, like heavy as the head that oh, wears yeah. the crown for sure is how he felt. Like you and even though I do believe in deep down that he is probably the best person for those roles because I think that he is a leader completely intrinsically. I think that that who is who Penny is, you know, we're just, we're catching that part of the story where he doesn't know what the fuck to do. He's uh, he's young Prince Arthur (laughs) before he becomes king, before he gets the sword. I mean, it's not fair to him. He was thrown into it. Like you said, in the midst of everything, he's thrown in, you're a teacher now, not even aware that he was going to start doing it. And also, and I might be wrong in this, but most of those students, if magic was normal, wouldn't have enough inside of them, enough magic in them to make it to break bowls. Is that, that correct? 
that's kind of what it felt like with, with right. magic being amplified. Would there be that many no. kids there usually? Right, right. No, you're right. That's a that's true. But I thought I'm sorry okay. to interrupt you. I thought it sort of made him reckon with these powers that come to find out all of his backstory now it makes even more sense about why he's scared of being a traveler and doesn't necessarily always want to use that. But his experiences with Plum seem to make him confront that a little bit more, maybe. That's how it felt to me. Well, yeah, I mean, because of Plum, he loses it. You know what I mean? When you lose something, you have to grapple with what it actually meant to you. And um, I think then... And also, I've taught a little bit. I've taught acting a little bit. And I've worked with several different you know, age groups of people. And I've always learned a lot about the thing itself by teaching the thing, Mm. you know, because you look at it from a different angle, you're trying to explain it to someone. And oftentimes things are like, make sense in our head, but then we try to put it out in words and it doesn't quite, or all of a sudden when you say it out, you're like, Oh, so I, yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with you on all of that. These students, when you walk in for the first time in many years, there's more than one or two travelers. Yeah. There's like six. And these kids are kind of just the just like, you know, they don't really care. They don't see the value in it because it was given to them so easily. And I think uh-huh. he was just thrown into this and he doesn't really want to do it. And now he sees that something so valuable and so dangerous. Magic is dangerous in this world to begin with. But also being mm-hmm. a traveler, that's even more dangerous. And yeah. these kids have no idea and they're not even respecting it. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a, it was a one-two punch right away Mm -hmm. but given time i really believe that penny 23 would have been a great teacher Mm. or will be i don't know if he continues to um and you kind of see glimpses of it when he takes them to the rock yeah the mountain the The mountain mountain, the my my safe place no one knows what it is it's a world with the moons and And then you start to talk and you start to explain to them what's going on and you see the glimpse right there oh he's going to be a great teacher as soon as he settles in yeah. I mean, I, I, I wanted that. I mean, they obviously wrote that as well. I mean, like we've hinted, you know, Penny's journey, even as, as Penny 40 is around being a teacher, right? And whether it's teaching you how to move on into the future, there's a, a therapist, teacher, Zen sort of ending for Penny that seems to be a part of his development so for because it was penny 40 and it was definitely we were hinting at for penny 23 in that way i mean like i do think that there was a lot of times a lot of times in the show where penny was the adult in the room you know where he's been just that really grounded sort of like authority teacher sort of figure and so and maybe not teacher with the group but necessarily but like it it makes sense so we did I i definitely took that myself when i read the script of Two, I think it was two. I don't even know what the episode was, but um, where where we do go there, that I was like, oh yeah, this is. I wanted that monologue, that little speech, to be like a hint of exactly that, you know, because I knew we weren't going to get a ton of time in the classroom because this isn't a show about like really the university; it's a show about us, you know. So I knew we weren't going to get that, but yeah, I mean, if I could linger, because we don't see him in class again, no. but I'd like to think that he was doing it well. Because even when he does that with with Plum, when they actually travel, he's like, you know, again, I wanted it to be like he knew how to impart knowledge. But didn't Plum say, didn't she say, you haven't taught a shit? Well, but yeah, but following that, she was gone. And she even says, if you could have just said this, 
in the mm. first place or something along those lines. Like she actually was learning sure. from you at, through right. the experience of doing it together. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, he's not a great teacher yet. <laughs> so yet again, yeah. this is the hint, sense of what it exactly. went to become. <laughs> Plus you, you have shit going on. You know, you got a lot oh, of well, I also, I also could world. see, I could also see Penny easily becoming Dean. Mm-hmm. You know, Eventually. I mean, like I could see that easily being a part of his if he wanted it. You know, if that was like, I could see that being a part of what he does, you know in this like alternate future, you know, and even in the books, I mean, like in the books, Penny runs the library, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in our, like I could see Penny. Wow. I almost really spoiled something from 13, oh. but I could, I could see Penny taking over like Penny 40, who unfortunately we don't see again, uh, taking over the underworld library. I mean, he basically already is. And like mm-hmm. in the absence of Hades is mm-hmm. that, is he just gonna level up? Maybe that's my, sort of self-aggrandizing hope for Penny, but it feels like a logical extension. Yeah, it does. Um, We just got to get Penny to stop signing contracts. Dude, (laughs) what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, 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 probably. Read it. I'll talk to him about that. When he signed the teaching one, we're like, oh, no, not again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he does do that actually a lot. Speaking of the Dean, we really enjoyed the scenes. We were wondering what it was like to act with Rick Worthy when he's now playing Psycho Fog Uh-oh. and wanting to take over break bills. It was kind of frightening. I just need one last thing from Todd. Cinnabar, right? Todd couldn't make it. Sorry. What's going on? Fog's not who he says he is. So who is he? He's Dean Fog from Timeline 17. Lockdown wasn't an accident, was it? You made it happen. Perhaps I did. Take one more step, and I will hurt them. Now, please, hand me the cinnabar. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to fix things. I've seen that thing before. That's the device Stoppard built to travel between timelines. Yes, I took it from him to get here, then made a few modifications, enough to take all the brake bills back home with me. It was so fun <laughs> first of all i love rick i love working with rick we don't we we don't work together a ton on the show rick played three different characters this season and i thought he did so well like with all like i was so so impressed with the way he handled um fog in the 90s professor fog mm, i just thought cool. he did such a brilliant job letting fog be like really and I don't know how much it was noticed, but he Fogg was a completely he was so innocent and so unjaded and so hopeful. And and then you it just is such a beautiful, subtle thing to like give us like, oh, God, where did he come from? You know what happened? And I love that. I mean, it just makes his story and his storyline so much more poignant. Um and then, yeah, he played Psycho Fog. And again, like, and I know somebody, I, I know what it's like to play somebody who's, you know, from a different version. It's a tough thing because it's a very, it's meant to be a very subtle shift. And so it was a lot of fun. There were so many takes when he says that lobster line. Like, there were so many, like, Jamie Conway was directing that scene. And him and I just had so much time as, like, this these two, like, fronting alpha thinking men that are, like, yeah, I'm Dean. So... <laughs> <laughs> so there's a line in episode seven that I added, like once 
before the lobster line, right? Before we imprison him, right? The episode before when we when he shows up as Psycho Fog and he goes into the greenhouse and then he like was about to take everything and we switch it with cinnamon because of the dead Todd. Um, he blows back and and the line is scripted was just um, so why don't you see about those lockdowns or something something like that. So when we were filming it, he was on the ground and I'm like leaning over him. And I just added for fun. I was like, so who's Dean now, bitch? <laughs> and I just was like, it was just the thing that him and I kept playing with, with like, who's Dean now? Like this little thing. And it never, it didn't make it, which is fine. It was just fun for me and, and Rick to have these little, um, these little experiences. Cause yeah, I mean, you know, I've said it a number of times, having Rick on set's really lovely. You know, he's a, he's a vet, you know, and he's we awesome. were all young pups when we, when we got there and, you know, just having somebody with experience and wisdom is, is always a blessing. Yeah. I always say if I had his voice, this podcast would be even bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. And you guys played a, off each other well. Yeah. We work well together. I like him. It's very memorable. The nineties version. You were kind of like leaning on the chair. Professor Fogg? Hi. Ski masks. Big trend in the future? Trying to avoid a time paradox. Ah, smart. And stupid. You don't think I'll recognize your voices? Kind of counted on you being a little drunk. Hmm. It's the afternoon. Next time, try Pinsir's facial distortion. Literally made for this sort of thing. Unless you, you know, prefer this look. And then I watched the behind the scenes. He seemed so happy to talk about those scenes. He said it, it kind of reminded him. He didn't play as his father, but... It kind of reminded him as his, as his father when he yeah. was young or kind of like what his father would be like with the big I mean, hair. Rick is a Rick is a true artist, you know what I mean? Like he's a theater guy who's like come out here. He's trying to like he's not there's nothing casual about his work. You know what I mean? There's so many actors that I've worked with in the past who are just like, oh, I learned my lines and like, oh, like. I, I'm, I care about Instagram. Like, there's so many people that are like that. And Rick is a he's a fucking he's a who's a worker. You know what I mean? Like, so for him, every scene that he gets to do has meaning and has like, it, you know, he thinks about it a lot. And yeah, man, like I love doing it. Like me and <laughs> for me, it's so funny because I didn't really know Rick that well. The first year until we went down to San Diego. So actually, it was the second year. Second year, we went down to San Diego for Comic-Con, and we were seated next to each other on the plane. And I thought it was, it was an early morning flight, and I thought I was just going to, like, sleep. And I was like, oh, Rick's here. And then Rick, like, got a drink and then got me a drink. And then we just didn't shut up for the whole <laughs> flight down. We were just drinking and talking about life. And, like, he was telling me about what it was like 30 years ago. And he was telling me about Chicago theater. And it was – I was just like, this fucking dude is awesome. That's <laughs> cool. And so – and then, yeah, since then, I, like, yeah, I mean, like, um, he's a great guy. So I was happy to have those scenes. You know, you just reminded me. I was hoping – this upcoming year to go to New York Comic Con. Mm. And I was hoping that you guys would be there so that we could finally meet you in person. If you don't have to wait for fucking cool. Comic Con to do that, we'll just go have dinner, fam. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. That'd be nice. Let's just go get some food, man. <laughs> when, when it's safe. Yes. When we can sit across the table from one another. Absolutely. Not in a virtual Zoom scape, <laughs> but like in the real world. Yeah, man, I would love that. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I mean, 
just to just to, to piggyback off of New York Comic Con though, I, we, when we did San Diego Comic Con every year. There was one year when my grandmother was unfortunately really ill, so I skipped that one so to head back. But I did so did San Diego I think four times, and we did New York like two or three times. Those Comic Cons are just so massively important. Like when I miss like those moments that we would have when we got to interact. Because the thing about this show that is I guess unique and definitely I'll tell you this wasn't wasn't what I expected um, when we started was the level of engagement and the type of engagement oh, sure. that we would have with people. You know, it's very humbling and it's, it's still something I can't fully process. There's been a lot of pieces and people writing about what this show means to them and what this show has meant to them and people talking like where they say the show has saved their life and, you know, and, and being in New York Comic Con where people are opening up about what it meant uh, from being a, you know, a rape survivor, a sexual assault survivor, from, from being someone who suffers from mental illness, from being someone who, you know, didn't feel represented. And all of a sudden, you know, uh, you know, there was one young Indian guy who was like, you know, I've never seen a brown guy, you know, an Indian guy be powerful on TV. Like there's these, these things that, you know, we we strive as an artist. All you can do is strive to be as vulnerable as possible, right? And and bring that, and and hopefully have material that asks for that. Mm-hmm. But then to have a fandom that like responds twofold, yeah, and pushes us to then say, "Oh, all right, motherfuckers, you're gonna give us this. All right, we're gonna come back. We're, all right, we'll just take that. We're gonna go make this as even better." You know, those moments were really profound. You know, we would always come back and just feel different. We would like, oh, this is bigger than just a TV show. And and again, like, it's hard. It's hard for me to process that. It's hard for me to wrap my head around that, truthfully, to, because I to be a part of that. I mean, that runs into my own shit about, like, now, nah, do I, like, do we, what? Nah. <laughs> like, that's my own shit clearly but it, it, it's like been something that i i am aware is is the impact and again like as you know this is my opportunity to say thank you to everyone for for sharing over the years in that way because it really made a difference and you were and and that's why that's why i don't like the term fan for some reason i don't like it because it feels too on the sidelines of something that i think people have been more a part of yeah Oh it's God! Beautiful. I've been trying to figure out a way to say that for months, and thank you. Like now, it happened. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> really no, it's um, true. It feels a lot more engaged and connected than that. And not to to make it too emotional, but that was something we were going to bring up to thank you and everybody else for bringing us that experience for so many years. I mean, it's sad that it's coming to an end, but that must be incredibly difficult for you guys too to think about that all ending. Well. In some ways, it's not difficult for me because I, it's hard for me to really process that until I hear it. Like, I don't really think about it because mm. you can't you can't let it get too much in there. Right. At the end of the day, we are you, all you can do is go in there and make a TV show every day. And like the impact you kind of I'm pretty good at like the, the ripples of it will be the ripples of it. You know, you, you can't try to control the ripples of it. So, yeah, I guess this is still an extension of me not really wrapping my head around what it's all meant truly um because that's why like people have asked like i was doing a podcast yesterday and they were like what does this show meant to you and i was like i'm fucking (laughs) five years of my life i don't know man like how to answer these questions so i'm still a little bit struggling um 
But I also just like believe that like right now, right now, I think the honest to God truth is right now I'm just grat- like stuck in the gratitude that I've had this five years. You know what I mean? Like it's not for me difficult to move on because right now I'm just thinking like, fuck, we had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like not like, I, you know, so many people don't. And then so many people do, but then they're on the procedurals that we were talking about. And let me tell you, they are not. I'm like, I'm, we're not fucking jumping on a podcast to talk about CSI Miami right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not happening. Yeah. What's there to fucking talk about? Like, wh- oh, today I wore different sunglasses. Were those his fingerprints? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, who's like, how did they do that? Like, it's a, it's like, look, man, it's a great job and it does a thing, but it's a boring fucking job. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not something that so. I, I can't right now nothing feels difficult right now simply because the the gratitude is too too in the forefront right now check that's back good. with me in a couple months let's might be different but right now that's where i where i'd have to be but i feel like that's healthy that's that's know? a good it's a good way to be i it's a weird parallel but the way you're describing it jason you'll understand i my first job worked at a hospital that was incredibly, everyone worked together so well. It wasn't like having coworkers. It was like having a family. We were constantly able to be there for each other. And we were doing something that I felt even at the time was special, the service mm-hmm. they were providing. It was different from things that I saw everywhere else. I don't think I knew the magnitude of that until, unfortunately, the, the hospital wound up closing down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember right after that, we all did just get together and talk about how grateful we were to have that experience. A lot of people don't get to ever have that. They wake up every day and it's just going to a job and that's what you do. Um, right. So it was an amazing experience to have and it, it feels similar to me. Yeah. So coming back to Penny, this is probably sure. going to sound like a very generic question, but I feel like we have to ask it. Now that you've had so much time with 23 and 40, do you prefer one or the other? Was it hard to be back with 40 in purgatory? No, 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 no. 40 is like, I, I think my, my head went right to that first car. You know what I mean? And how there's something special about your first car. Penny 40 is the original to me, you know what I mean? Like, that, like we call him the OG in, like, in up there. Vancouver up there where's that um over there when we're there you we call him OG because it's who we're first with and I think that by the time I got to Penny 23 I already knew a lot about Penny and Penny 40 like as an actor like I was still discovering a lot in those first like few months um and that process and I still was with Penny 23 but it was different because like the like I knew I was moving different dials rather than creating the machine mm-hmm. you know what I mean if I can use an analogy um and so i think in that way there's something that's really special um and no i don't i don't really prefer i mean i understand i know the writers preferred penny 40 for a while because he was much snarkier you know and they knew how to write that they write that stuff really well um so i think they were a little confused as to i think they they confused themselves they didn't really know what the fuck to do with penny 23 <laughs> um and you can kind of feel that the first like part of season four I think they really didn't know what to do. And then it was really in the Julia and Penny sort of that that storyline really dropped in for them. And that's where they they found, okay, that's how we do this guy's growth, you know. Um, Whereas in the same way that where like Penny 40 and Katie had a lot of that. No, I don't I don't have a preference, to be honest. I got to play both. I got I got to play both of them against each other. Um, (laughs) 
there's something very seamless about Penny Forty for me. Yeah. It was so yeah. exciting to see him back on screen. She, that's was, her favorite. I was having a ball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he's a, yeah, you know, yeah, it was fun for me. I wanted more. I always want more, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I wanted them, I wanted them to maybe meet again, you know, I wanted, and who knows, like, in whatever it is, but it would have been fun to do that again. But no, it was, uh, yeah, they needed to, you know. Mm-hmm. He's so much more at peace now, you know, he's like the Zen Penny. I almost said Arjun, yeah. Zen Penny. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he, and, and I do think that Penny 40 is like much further along in his journey than Penny 23, For you sure. know, and I think that he, there's an assuredness about him that comes with that, you know. Well, the worry partly, gone. The worry uh-huh. of life is gone for him. Mm. You know, that constant worry that we yeah. have as humans. Yeah. Well, I think, and I think that, I, I see, I don't think it's the worry is gone. I just think the mask is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that like and that's what he says. And that's why I love that scene with Quentin and, and when they're walking in, when he says he's like, you seem so Zen now, like you see so much ha- like whatever he says, actually. I don't think. And he says all that stuff that well, I guess it was I, I guess in the script I said that. But I interpreted that all those masks that we put on, like I need to defend myself from this. I need to I need that because I'm not enough or like all this other like this ex this baggage that we carry because of conditioning, really. Yeah. Um, like it just falls away. And so he is I think that is what makes him Zen is that he's he's at peace with himself. Mm. And in a way that I don't I just don't think Penny 23 has gotten yet. And I think that that would look very different in some ways. Yeah, Penny, I feel like not counting the last couple of episodes, maybe not even counting this season, I feel like Penny 23 isn't, doesn't have as much pain behind him. He's a little nicer. He's not as jaded. So like, he's a little bit nicer to everybody. Yeah, but that, to me, that feels like he has something that's so important to him like you were saying the relationship with julia and now with the baby that's something that gives him how well i I suppose conflicted feelings now that we know about his mother but also happiness and and something that he wants to fight for in a matter of well so it's interesting you say that because like i i actually thought that penny's kindness came from the fact that he had more pain behind him hey listen if you're going to disagree with everything i say man (laughs) (laughs) What it's like being with me? <laughs> no, I, it's interesting because no, I crafted. Well, you know what? It's interesting. It's a different pain, really. You know what I mean? I think that when we meet Penny Twenty Three, you also have to remember that when we meet Penny Twenty Three, he's already known what it's like to have a group and then meet a group and then lose a group, mm-hmm. right? When we meet Penny Forty, we're meeting him at a different space. Mm. But if you remember that Penny Forty does turn into valuing the group dynamic, right? I mean, that's like part of his group. And we just meet Penny Twenty Three at a different time where that group dynamic has meant loss, you know, and has meant him, has meant people dying in a way that like Penny Twenty, Penny Forty hadn't really experienced yet until his own death. Right. Which is a different thing. And and his and honestly, for Penny, 40, his own death was emotionally simpler to handle than for everyone else. Mm. You know what I mean? Because he went to the underworld and like moved on and ha- but they were left with the void. Yeah. And so I think that that's why that growth has been really fascinating because it is really different. You know, um, you're right, though, when you put it that way. You're definitely right. Because, because 23 like, I, went through a lot. 
because I I wanted like and and his kindness to me, I don't think he was much kinder. I think he was just quieter. Um, I, he still had the same like y'all are fucking idiots behind him all the time, but he also just didn't see the point in saying it. Penny twenty three, I'm talking about. Yeah, the, the kindness that I saw only happened with Josh, and I think because he just wasn't the guy anymore to like punch someone in the face just because he could, <laughs> you know. I mean, because I think that he was just like, I think that the pain of like losing Julia and thinking it was his fault, like I think softened him in some way a little bit. Mm. A little bit. I don't know, man. Again, it's not really my place to analyze. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> uh, well, so now I'm going to ask you a really hard question that you Please. might not know the answer to, but one of our clatchers brought it up, and I hadn't even thought about it till he said that. Todd said in the last episode, Penny's reunited with his mother, but technically isn't that Penny Forty's mother? Right. So people ask about this, and this I also thought about this, and so this is there is a thing. We the the timelines divulge at the moment that we entered break bills. Mm -hmm. So while technically I'm from a different timeline, our childhoods until that moment were exactly the same. Mm -hmm. So we share that thing. Now would Penny 40 handle it differently than Penny 23? Isn't it? That's an interesting question that I'm not going to think about because it will blow my mind. (laughs) But, but yeah, it is, it is, um, no, they have the same mother because they have the same. Ex- they are the same person until they enter break bills, and that that's moment. when they split. Yeah, and so everything before then, they share. Right, so that tether would still be there. Yeah, that tether would still be there. Well, yeah, that, sure. The thing I that, look, man, you can't. There's the time stuff. You can't. It gets I, crazy. I, I can't, <laughs> it gets hard. Can't dive too deep into that. It's wibbly wobbly <laughs> for sure. Yeah. When you're teaching Plum how to travel and you make uh-huh. a circle, right? Oh, yeah. Did you draw that circle? Yeah, I did. Uh, Fuck yeah, I did. Dude, that circle is perfect. We paused Every and we're time. like, what the hell? Every time I drew that circle. Every time. I even paused it and showed my mom. I was like, I drew that shit. <laughs> no, I didn't show my mom. Who did I say? I, someone I said that to, though. But I was. I was like, I was very proud of that circle. You should be because it was Really well uh, done. Like, As artists, we have to draw circles a million times every day. Can I, can I tell you why it's simple? Because I was just pivoting in one place. So in See? that way, that I was basically a compass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I had my arms straight and I didn't have to. So it was really it wasn't it wasn't difficult. I mean, I still want credit for it because it's dope. But <laughs> I think there was one there was one shot. Where no no they still just kept the one that we had done yeah I mean I would wipe it off and like we would do it again like poor Jordan would have to come in and wipe down the fucking <laughs> chalk circle our, our problem. yeah take it off and then we would do it again we, yeah I mean we paused it to talk about it. I was like time out it also was definitely wasn't perfect just from you guys didn't see it clearly <laughs> enough like because it's from far away so it, the, the imperfection because I was definitely like. You know, going over it and all that sort of stuff. But it was, um, it was a good circle. <laughs> Use your shoulder. That's why. That whole stuff was so fun because we also got to see Hyman again. And like anytime I get to work with Dustin, he's one of my favorite people I've gotten to meet through the show. He's a remarkable human being. Yeah, I don't know if you get time to hear any of our cast. We've been talking about him a lot. He is that so fun scene on screen. with the touching things. I was just I know. dying. I know. 
His tattoo, when we, like, I have, we work really well together, him and I, and we formed, and we are, have become great friends. I have a really hard time not laughing when we're doing scenes together. And when we did the tattoo, that poor motherfucker had to scream three more times than he would have normally because I kept fucking up the takes by laughing. He had so many good one-liners. Yeah, he's great. It feels natural. And it's so funny. The iambic pentameter that he does. When he's up there doing the Shakespeare, like such a little theater nerd fucking inside thing. That's not written in. They just said he's doing the speech. And you're just like, in your you know what I mean? He just did it in that way. I remember sitting back there. We were back there with the bear. Um, just I was just like, this fucking guy is too good. <laughs> he was good. good. He flows really, really well. And he's likable, even though yeah. he shouldn't Horrible. be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, again, a testament to the writing and to him. You know what I mean? You know, it's like because anyone that says ducks nuts, you can't take that seriously. <laughs> so then even when he's talking about really serious shit, like peeping on the shower, um, like, yeah, it will. But I, I really like that we did because this was in yeah, th- uh, that scene with him talking about Penny 23's growth. I think that scene with him in episode 11 when he's like, I don't I don't when he's about to like try to stasis himself. And then they have this scene where where Penny is oh. like bro you you just gotta be honest with people and i just I, that scene was um it really humanized hyman actually i really liked that for him and also i just loved that scene together like penny dropping in and helping somebody you well know, yeah helping somebody good teaching moment with, yeah yeah and but helping someone with as you know as hyman calls him out but like t- with the thing that he needed to know also about the power of vulnerability right which is again what i like not just because i'm obsessed with that as a concept but i do think was a big part of what what the message of the books is mm-hmm. let's get timey wimey real quick okay i'll try so what we're wondering the first time we meet hyman penny is talking to him and is, meets him because it happens in the future, in the past, that, <laughs> I'm going to confuse myself, Hyman was put into the dresser or the hidden cabinet. That whole time, if we go back and watch that season, is he there in stasis? Because it already happened in the future. I guess, the past? yeah. Yeah, they changed. And just Penny 40 is not aware of it. Okay, so actually, I think that's where they fucked up. Because how does Penny 23 know about Hyman? We discussed this in the podcast. We were confused actually. and we figured it out. Oh, you did? Because I... Let I us tell like, oh, you. No, because I... <laughs> Please I, do. Because my answer was, <laughs> oh, this is just good for story and we're just pushing. Because that's oftentimes when it comes to time, I feel like they're just like, hey, we're going to do this and then bend the rules to make it work. Which, I thought so too, but there was actually an episode with Penny 23 where... Oh, with Hyman. He comes and talks to him about how he should be with Julia because he saw everything that went on in Penny 40 changed his life and he wants Penny 23 to be happy and wind up with Julia. Yeah, but how the fuck does he know that he was from the fucking 20s? That, like, I mean, unless they had not. more of a conversation. You That's know what, what I mean? Like, in, in Penny 40 went back to that ghost world and made Julia, and, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. right, there was a much more of it. No, no, that's a, that's a, that's the easy way to make it Fit. more than what I'm just pulling back the curl and being like, hey, we needed Penny 23 to go back in time. So, yeah. <laughs> you <want it. laughs> 
<laughs> I'm glad he did, though. That was amazing. You can just imagine oh. the uh, difficulty that Moffat had, Stephen Moffat, with the four or five, maybe six years that he did Doctor Who. Because every year, that story gets more and more full and thick. And there's people that watch that will check him and be like, well, no, 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 no. He can't say that because four years ago, you said that he said this and, and it gets really crazy. There, there are dramaturgs who are, that is their job. I mean, I remember reading about that with Lost, you know, mm-hmm. that there was someone that was like her whole job was to understand the rules of it so that mm-hmm. they stay true to the rules that they created. Um, yeah, I wonder, like, I think about it now, like, I wonder if Lev did that when he was just thinking about magic, you know, the world of magic. Did he have, did, how did he hold himself accountable? Or anyone that thinks about these things. You could even think of, you know, George R. R. Like, any of these sort of mm-hmm. world things. I'm just curious. Like, um, I know that, I'll be honest, I don't do a ton of it. Usually they do, a, I mean, because honestly, we have writers that take care of it for us. Because they sure. do, I know that they, like, they know, and Sarah comes from that with super uh, natural. That's the show, right? Mm-hmm. She says mentioned that she they the the kind of fandom would be that particular about stuff. So um, I know that they do a really good job being conscious of that. So they probably didn't fuck up. It's probably what you say, Christina. But but in my head, I was like, this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But I love I love working with dozens. So I'm rolling with it. Yeah. And I like the way that you were able to dust off what he's saying. I don't think it would have been... The scenes wouldn't have been as good if Penny 23 didn't have that knowledge of That him. he becomes a really good guy. Yeah. 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 If, if it was a fighting, I don't think it would have played as well. I think this no. worked No. And perfect. that's what that's what was so beautiful about Plum being there. You know what I mean? Because she gets to be the voice of like, what the fuck? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, it's what's remarkable about being being in scenes with Hyman and the way they've write it, written it, right, is that you get to be, you get to react in a way that you wouldn't normally to sort of stuff. Because you're just like, he says such audacious shit that you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and you get to be the audience in a way. You get to be the audience like, what the, who, who what? <laughs> and so Plum got to do that. And me, Ryan, and, and doesn't had a great time. I mean, that's <laughs> when he says, from the dark continent. <laughs> oh, Yes. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh <God>. it's <laughs> so good. It's so good. Like, obviously offensive and not offensive. I mean, it was like such good comedy, I think. Mm-hmm. So I know we already touched upon this, but we were reading an interview from TV Insider with uh, Gamble and McNamara right when it was shown to the world that sci-fi would not be picking up a season six. Mm. And they had said, at a certain point while shooting, they were aware that sci-fi was not going to order a season six. Were you as a cast made aware during this time? No. Did you have any like rumblings or worry? Like, yeah. You know, was it in the air? Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. You know, it's all, you can always, you can feel it. You can feel these things in some ways. You know what I mean? And, and we knew going in to the show that a sixth year might be strange because sci-fi has never done six years of a single show. What I'll tell you is that I know that John and Sarah fought till the end, even though they might've known, as they say, they didn't, they still fought and they wrote a season. They they wrote something that could have been both, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And because I, I do believe that they, they wanted more and they believe that we all, deserved more for us there was definitely rumblings but we didn't honestly like we didn't know 
we didn't know after season four, you know, what was going to happen. Yeah. We were all, I, like, I was actually really surprised that they picked up season five before season four started airing because we had never, that had never happened in our show. And we all talked about it. Like, you know, it's not like we didn't, weren't up there and every time John or Sarah were around, there wouldn't be like a, hey, do you guys know? Because mm-hmm. also, we, I'm sure, you know, everyone wants to take advantage of the opportunity. Everyone wants to do that. So you, and we, we, we as a cast talked about this and, and Chris Fisher, who's our amazing producing director and who's de facto our leader up in Vancouver because John and Sarah down in, and Henry are down in LA running the room. So Chris Fisher's kind of running Vancouver he was open with us and would talk with us. And he's like, listen, man, treat this like it is just in case. Because the last thing, and I talked, I talked about this with my wife all the time. I was like, the last thing I want to do is wake up in February and find out we didn't. And then wish I had in, soaked in this moment. Wish I had taken advantage to say thank you to people that I wanted to say thank you to. And so, and look, and it's a different thing for us. You know what I mean? Like the people that I love in Vancouver, I'm going to go back to Vancouver. Honestly, my fucking car is still in Vancouver, so I have to go back there anyway. So it's not even like I'm missing Vancouver. Like I'm going to go back there. Sure, are we going to live there for six months? No, but like the relationships we've had are going to continue. So that aspect of it softens. But again, a long answer to a short question. Uh, No, we didn't. We're not made aware. But yes, there was rumblings. Mm -hmm. Well, We'll speak for all of the fans saying that we hope you guys find a home somewhere, anywhere at this point. We don't care. But Netflix would be amazing if they would pick up one or two seasons just like they did with Lucifer. You know, give mm-hmm. us one more. Give us two more. Come on. <laughs> you know? Well, I don't know how that stuff works. Um, and I think fans would, always, fans would always want one more. Though, yeah, right? Like that's, that's true. That would never end. <laughs> You know, no, we, I mean, I, I do think that they, I do think that the show, I think one more would be good. Yeah. I think that there's elements that, 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 um, it's hard to say this. I'm trying to be careful about what I say because 13 hasn't aired, you know, mm-hmm. um, just be careful. Like, just, I just think there's stuff that could be further explored. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that, yeah, but you're, but maybe, you know what, Christina, maybe you're right. You know, maybe, if you were talking to me in a sixth season, I would say the same about a seventh. But look, I, you know, again, all I can keep thinking about is not many shows get five. You know, yeah. there's thousands of shows that die before they even shoot the pilot. Then there's a sec, sec. Then there's like hundreds that do the pilot that don't get picked up. Then there's, you know, tens that do a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you guys got. Five. You guys do five. We put up. I don't know if this means much in the actual world, but. We and a bunch of other podcasts and a bunch of fans, you know, put up the change.org, yeah, the Netflix, so. and we had it, people sign it. I mean, there's a lot of people there that yeah. signed it that I of think it would, be, it would be worth their while. And Gamble already has a show, you, which, by the way, love it. Um, mm-hmm. Amazing show. This is me hoping, and I apologize for this. She already has, right. she knows Mr. Netflix, maybe, you know, so... <laughs> And no, Maybe, I, you know, she can when I was saying it, though, I, some... I said it's yes, as a fan, you're always going to want more creatively. It has to make sense. Right. For a show to keep going, because that's always the danger is walking dead when a show goes too long. I agree, especially the season opening up more slowly. It did feel like there were some character beats that maybe could have been served by being explored a little more. And it did feel like naturally there probably was one more season after this too. Like we weren't quite done. I mean, we only just learned about 
Penny's childhood. There's so many things that are like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we, you know, we want to be extras in the background. We didn't get to do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be Benny Off and Weiss in Westworld? There we go, yeah. <laughs> do you watch Westworld, um, Arjun? No, I haven't, but I heard that they were there, and I heard that it pissed a lot of people off. Some people. <laughs> we loved we, it. We loved it. <laughs> I wish I had a way of, of knowing or wish a way of doing anything about that. You know, unfortunately, it's so out of our control. But I think the people voicing how they feel is really beautiful. And if nothing else, it just it's a lovely gesture of how much the show means, you know, and, and that that there's still a desire, you know, yeah. um, that's 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 really special. I wish I could make it happen. I don't know what's in the works. I, I, I mean, honestly, I was out of the country until mid-feb so i didn't even like i found out well i found out before y'all did but i I found out while i was out and so i don't know what was cracking i don't even know what happened behind the scenes but well you and plum should do a spinoff and you guys travel (laughs) you you do like another type of doctor who you guys travel time and you (laughs) save the world she's only got a certain amount of power left jay that's true well that's the whole dilemma okay how often they can use it (laughs) there you go she wasn't very good at it though not yet (laughs) (laughs) do you know did anyone take she's gonna hate me nope because nobody did go ahead ask it did anyone take the tada sign do you know who oh i don't know yet so here's the thing i want to be very honest with y'all so varsha and i my wife we were flying we were planning to be back there was an auction for everything that was of the show gonna be happening on march 27th 28th today it's supposed to be oh, happening wow. today. So my wife and I were, and, and a few of the cast, we're going to be up in Vancouver to buy shit. Oh, um, nice. And, but everything obviously has been put on hold, and I don't know if that will if that will get back up in. So I, I think the fate of the Tada sign is, is up in the air. <laughs> yeah. Usually when we take shit, which everyone does we take something small not yeah. the ta-da yeah. yeah it's like i think i said people like would notice with the that a, you're like bye guys <laughs> yeah that's a bit that's a bit tough to be discreet about <laughs> not like a jacket you know uh, <laughs> and it was also a little bit different because no one really knew you know what i mean so no one i think no one really took the ritual sort of like i'm gonna take some shit right. from this yeah. you know um like from Nurse Jackie, I have my name tag. I have certain things. Oh, I did though. I did though steal my chair back that says my name and the magicians because oh, nice. that I I just in case and an, I, I was prepared to bring it back so the props didn't have to make another one. But it was funny. Fish went up there to Vancouver and he like he found everyone's and was gonna send it very sweetly. Send it Aww. like all the writers and every director like send their chair back to them. And then he was like, he texted me. He was like. Bro, where's your of that? I, like, yeah. <laughs> I already got it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so there was definitely, you know, I thought about that. Like, what what prop do I want? What piece of the set do I want? Aside from just the stuff that would look good in our house, because there's such amazing, like, oh, decor yeah. pieces. Mm-hmm. But, like, what what has meaning? And I, I, I was really having a hard time. In fact, um, I have bought slash taken it's still unclear because it was in process before when all this virus stuff everything got shut down but there's a bunch of clothes that i'm also definitely um scarves 
Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's so funny though. There was only like three scars I wore the whole cell. Like oh, all five okay. seasons, there was only like three. But like a lot of the shirts and some of the and some of the jackets because they did some really cool things yeah, and they like custom made a few things that I'm like I want this. Um, how I'll break it out into life, I'm not sure yet, but I, I definitely want them. Hmm. So that's the story about the props and the things. And I, someone's um, got to get the jeans couch. I you, want that couch. Man. You keep talking about that. I'd want one of the keys. Oh, season with the keys. Oh, see, that's a really yeah. That's good. I just, what? So what? I you. So that's what you're saying is you're going with the jean chair. It's a chair. It's dope though. He loves it. it is <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Oh, it's so comfortable. Yeah. Like, okay. it's an amazing, like, it's a dangerous place to sit because <laughs> you're gone. <laughs> it's remarkable. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that way it's really cool. Nice. When we grow up in our studio, <laughs> we get a new studio. The entrance into it, we're going to get that uh, father clock. Father clock? Grandfather, oh, grandfather, grandfather clock. Grandfather clock. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's the door the to ram. get into the studio. That you have to oh. open it. It's going to be sick. That's dope. Yeah. There's a bar in L.A. that does stuff. I'm not sure there's a lot of places, but I know of a bar in L.A. where you like La Descarga. It's in L.A. If anyone's in there, you should definitely, when you're allowed to go out, go check it out. You enter through, like they open the like the coats mm. and you push the back of the closet and then cupboard, I guess, and you go through there and then you descend into this mm. like Latin like salsa Cigar, oh, that's awesome. that's whiskey, nice. rum place. All right, so we have a quiz for you. Now, oh, great. Brittany was on a couple of weeks ago, and she did really good. So oh, the pressure's she, on. Uh, all right. I'm happy to lose to Brittany and stuff like this. When Quentin was stuck in the hospital, which Taylor Swift song did he sing to make contact with Penny? Shake it off. Yes. Nice. That's too easy. It's a warm-up. It's a warm-up. All right, it's a warm-up. All right, cool. Next. Oh, I like this. <laughs> What is the name of the bluish creature that Alice's brother turned into? Niffin, come on. All right. Man. Come on, man. Um, Give my brother what, something hard. What, see, this is going to be easy, too. What item did Penny23 and Quentin use as an ongoing joke together seen in flashbacks? Penny23 and Quentin seen in flashbacks. They go back and forth pranking each other with something. Wait, I do? Yeah. Wait, give me a second. Prank each other? Oh my god, I don't know. I think he puts it on his head one time. Right? Wasn't it on top of his head? Head and then in his neck. Sleeping. Oh, the eggs? Yeah. Yes. Will we prank each other more than once about that? There was a bunch it's of It's a montage of like flashback. Oh, that's not really flashback. That was like we were in the episode. You see the end of it, and then you go back and see how it happened, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, okay, fine. All right, I lost that one. Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Go ahead. Uh, what state did Penny grow up in? Florida. Yes. Now, Which that's... I argued not to happen because I, had, I lost that, but that's fine. Why did you argue not to it? Not for Because I'm from Florida. Yeah. I have a weird thing where I don't like things that are from, like, I don't like, already too many people call me Penny. Like, mm. already too much. So there's, like, this weird, like, sort of not mixing. There was no reason that I thought he needed to be from Florida. Um, and I think he was from somewhere else in the books. I could have oh, totally. sworn he was from New Jersey in the books. Oh, that part. I don't know where, where he was from, but I, I don't think. He definitely wasn't from Florida in the mm. books. 
now we have who said it. Let's see how who said it. Hell I'm is. Get all of these. Okay, <laughs> you probably will. <laughs> Hell is real, and it smells like Axe body spray. Me. Nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I hate you, I hate all of you. And do you know why? Because you don't know anything. You learn magic like parrots learn Shakespeare. Tricks for bird seeds, you are all clever pets. I want to say it's Marina. It's not. Shit. Is it Fog? No, that's a good guess. Who is it? Mayakovsky. Oh, of course. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That sounds right. Yes. Ah, yeah. Okay. Okay. One of our favorite characters. I, I wish there was him. more of him. Loved yeah. him on screen. And probably one of your best teachers. Well, Penny's yes. best teachers. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Um, and and also just like, and Brian taught me a lot as an actor too. I mean, as I mean, as in life. I mean, just like watching him work and the way that I got to see him uh, run a rehearsal and and take his space and I just I learned a lot. I, I really appreciate the time I got to spend with him because I mean he's a brilliant actor. Mm. I really really like him. Yeah, we do too. Magic doesn't come from talent; it comes from pain. Fog. She thought that too. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, it was Elliot. Oh, early on. Cool. Yeah. That's a good one. Oh, cool. I didn't know that, but yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm doing terribly at this. <laughs> <laughs> it's harder than it sounds. I got most of them wrong when you asked me them. Um, the next one is, there is knowledge behind that door that could destroy more than just people. It could destroy worlds. I want to I say Everett. This, that's what I said too, right? Because yeah, I thought we right. were talking about a different door. door. Yeah. Zelda. To you. Oh, but you know, to me. Yeah. Well, oh, that's the crazy. librarian. When we knew her, when we knew her as the Only librarian. As the librarian. Yeah. Yeah. That was a while ago. Oh, about the poison it. room. About the poison room. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, you're gonna go if you're gonna go back to season fucking two on it. She like yeah, she yelled at me like. <laughs> I yelled that, at him. He didn't listen. I'm sorry. So ask him the last. No, I one. love it. No, it's good. It's good. I mean, I truly, the thing is that like. I don't actually know as much as a lot of people about the show because you take you kind of take care of your slice, right? And then the rest of it, I'm just a fan who watches one. And and you know there will be a time when I want to like binge it properly, you know, because I still it's still a weird watching experience when you work on something like it's just like a strange. There's a lot of other things going on in your head, like oh my god, what does my chin look like? That there's like that <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff that also comes up, you know. So there's so it's a, there will be a time when. When I watch it, like you all do. Anyway, continue, please. Next, that I fail at. Um, I'm literally becoming less cool with every word you speak. Oh, that's me. To Quentin. Yeah. That's Penny Forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I meant. Penny Forty was so mean to Quentin, dude. Uh, it's so funny, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, and that was the fun stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Yeah, and and you know, and it's interesting. Like Jason and I talked about that. Because it didn't make sense for Penny 23 to be the exact same with him about that, you know, because in that story of Penny 23, also because, oh, no, no, it wasn't that. In the, the Penny 23 was watching a different Quentin, right? This Quentin was already more, a little bit more grounded and is already taking more charge. And like he was in his part of his growth. So it's not, he didn't meet the same guy that Penny 40 did, you know, oh, sure. who was kind of this like meant to be you know so uh, anyway but yes i can't disagree that penny 40 had some fun lines to, <laughs> to, to jason to quentin okay last one 
I look like Jack Sparrow if he were played by a man. I look like Jack Sparrow. <laughs> oh, I want to say it's Margot. It's either Margot or Elliot, but I think it's Margot, right? It's yeah, Margot. Yeah, yeah. It's Margot. <laughs> She's going to have the most recognizable. Margot's lines are like, you can just feel them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you can just sure. feel them. Even if I haven't heard them or don't really. It's like, that ah, feels like a Margot. That <laughs> yeah, feels like a Margot. Oh, thank God. I was really worried that I would only get the lines that I said, which would have made me feel like really, really vain. <laughs> but uh, good. I got one. No, <laughs> but you did really you got well. a bunch of them, actually. You did. You did. So we have some questions from our Clatchers that we asked. Yeah, please. I would love to. Which actor do you wish you had more scenes with? Oh, uh, without a doubt, Summer Bishop. Without a doubt. We just didn't get to. And we would always. I mean, first of all, Summer and I are great friends. Um but also we just didn't we just like for whatever reason i don't think there was anything other than just story um but yeah it would have been really fun to see those two interact we had one scene together one we had one scene that was in the deleted scenes of season one it was very like flirty and cute like it was when he was coming back into from the test and then you had one where it's like will you be an uber you know back when she was uh, my phone started recording me, which was weird. Um, when we, uh, I don't remember when it was, but it was in Fillory. It was one of the few times when a Penny was in Fillory and mm. eating breakfast, and then she came in, and he's like, "I'm not your Uber, peace." Mm-hmm. <laughs> something like oh, that. Oh, I remember something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sherry Ava asked, "What was the most emotionally challenging scene for you as an actor?" There've been a few. I think that I think the overdose scene in season one that you guys didn't get to see a ton of because you just see like the effect, but we shot a lot of it. Um, I don't know if you remember, like, right, like the beast is in my head and I can't get him out and like turning the volume. There's kind of this montage of building up to where he just like passes out and then you see him in the in a coma, mm. I think, or in the hospital. That was one that jumps off. That was really, you know, going to that place, you know, taking myself there was was definitely. And I, and I was much younger then. Like I was more self-conscious about what acting exercises I need to do to do on set right before in order to get there. I was like, Oh, are people going to think, you know, like things that I've like now gotten more comfortable with. I think I was, you know, I was just growing and I'm, and that's, I guess also that's why it makes it really special for me because I was, I, I learned that in that time. I think the stuff with my mom also, yeah. you know, I think that that was really in that way, really challenging and special. That was a beautiful scene or those scenes were beautiful. We needed to talk about it, but, uh, Throw it to John to, or leave it to John to fucking do this crazy heist musical and like these little minute long, like little knife shots at you, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, all I've wanted was, you know, for Penny to get to do stuff like that. And, you know, it, it was, it was special. It was a special, special scenes. And, and I felt really happy about how they came together. And Mira Simhan, who played my mom, was, was a beautiful actress to, to play off of. And, you know, I, you know, Mira Menon also was our director. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was great. Mm. It was really fun. Uh, Nathan wrote in saying, from a psychological perspective, I wonder what it, is li- what it is like to talk to Penny 40's mother as Penny 23. As an actor, did he approach the scene like he was meeting a doppelganger? Was it weird for Penny 23 in a way it wouldn't have been for 40? I do think that if, if Penny 40 had to come back and talk to his mom... I think there would be a much greater sense of empathy and there would be a lot less pain. I think that Penny 40, based on what his journey has been, would he would have there had been so much understanding and therefore with that understanding, a lot of healing. And so I do think that those scenes would have looked different. 
for sure. You know, because I think Penny's 23, whereas he is in a stage of growth, even though it is the same person and they have the same, you know what I mean? It's not a doppelganger, but even though it is the same person, I do think that there was an element of wanting something still, you know, and that was something that I really wanted to layer in. So I don't think that Penny 40 would have expected her to come back or be a mom. I don't think Penny 40 would have been surprised by that. And I think that he would have had a lot of understanding. I think that's how I, you know, where he would be. So I, I think that it would have been a very different impact. And so I think that when the, the, you know, when he hears her say, no, I don't think it would have been that devastating as it was for Penny 23. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't really, it's not exactly the question, but I do, it, it is an interesting thing to me about like, how would they each approach that situation um, to kind of sense their differences I agree with you on that. What are your plans now that the show is almost over? Or are there any new projects for you in the future? Oh, um, I shot, I went out, I was in India and I've wanted to be kind of in control of my own environment for a little bit. And so we, I produced a short that I worked on with my wife's best friend, who's become one of my dearest friends who wrote it and I helped her develop it. And then she directed it and we shot it for three days in Bombay at the end of Jan. So we're currently in the middle of, um, post-production on that. That's one project. Um, (laughs) the children's book that we, you talked about that we talked about that you even tweeted saying, can I mention this (laughs) is the draft is finishing tomorrow. Oh, wow. That's my schedule is like tomorrow. We're taping this on Saturday and Sunday. I'm fucking saying it out loud. So I (laughs) fucking finish this thing. Um, tomorrow. No, it's just been, there's been setbacks of like life along the way. Cause it's just really shouldn't be this long, but, um, that should finish. So those are my two things that are like, in there and then I've been yeah I mean I've been auditioning a bunch and I, you know I am excited for what's new you know I'll be honest I'm, I'm looking forward to new environments new experiences new challenges um, different forms get back into theater would be great do a film would be really fun do a different kind of TV show would be fun it'd be, it'd be fun to do a comedy like something really like broad and fun would be really like a different it's something just like totally different so we'll see I mean uh, nothing in yet, but that's there. I am excited for what's open now. Your comedy is great. I would be remiss if we didn't tell you this that one of our favorite, the Clatcher's favorites, but I think it's going to go down as one of the best magicians moments or lines was the stuff touchers. Oh, the stuff scene. touchers. I mean, <laughs> whenever are, somebody yeah. talks about it, that's always the line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <No>. Thank you. <laughs> With all of your endeavors, whenever you want to come on and let the Clatchers know Um, what's going on, please. Thanks. Yeah, Yeah, you guys have been so wonderfully supportive and really generous with me that, yeah, you guys are stuck with me for sure. Oh, Oh, awesome. We'd love to. Same to you. You've been generous with your time. Of course. Really appreciate it. You know, it's for me also, like, there's not often a space to, like, connect with the people that, like, appreciate the show. And, you know, and I am somebody that really believes that, we're only here because of y'all. And so while it may seem like I'm doing something for you guys, but it's also like y'all, you, you guys are doing something for me too. So I, I just wanted to, I guess, say that. No, I like that symbiotic relationship. Yeah, of course. There's, it's definitely, and I never want it to be one-sided, you know, and I think that's something that I try to do even when I interact with people is let's you know, like it's not, um, it's not just about me or just, a, you know, it's like this, we're all in this. It's all, it's a community. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
Well, thank you for giving us so much of your time yet again. Yeah. I feel like we always keep you on forever. But it's been really, especially right now when there's limited interaction. Yeah. It's just me and Jason seeing <laughs> yeah. each other's faces every day. So, <laughs> But such pretty faces. Oh. <laughs> Show me the ring. Oh, yeah. That's the best, best part. Oh, yeah. Well done. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. You can't. You can't see. There's two. So you'll send a photo. Two yeah, sapphires sure. next to it, which oh. is my birthstone, and I mean, you—he knew that's what I loved. So, well done. it's perfect. I remember talking with you about about engagements. Yeah, stuff. before yeah. I was like, I was asking you, I'm thinking about doing this. You well, helped out. Well, no, it was just I just remember like it's just because I went through it. It's like we, you know, and again, it's like this thing about vulnerability, right? Which the anticipation of it, it's gonna be, we're like, oh, it's so scary, but it's really the like it's literally the most amazing thing. Yeah, it really is, and I'm really happy for the two of you. Congratulations! Thank, Thank you. you. We still haven't planned anything, any any weddings. We haven't had time. Things have but, gotten crazy. But that's, crazy. I mean, I you know I I I, I, I always think about this because like you all live together, you all work together in this way. You know, you have projects together. There's a lot that feels. I do know that I've asked people that are in your sign of scenario does it feel different when they get married they all do they all say yes and so i'm sure that it will feel nice for you when that happens but um it doesn't sound like it's monumentally urgent no i don't yeah for us i don't know like it it would be nice to have the celebration and the ceremony but day-to-day life i don't think would change too much for us well whenever you do i'm sure it'll be lovely and beautiful and well, I don't know if you remember. You said that you were planning it for us. Remember, you said you got I it. Know, I know. I remember good. you asked if I, if I wanted to, and I, I said putting words in his mouth now. <laughs> but I'm happy. To, but I am. I actually weirdly like. I learned a lot about it. So I, there's again because I obnoxiously feel like I have advice for everything. There's um my one piece of advice is that whatever you do, however you're planning it, the week before that is supposed to happen, stop mm-hmm. and step away and give it to somebody else. We've known each other so long now. We'll, we'll just yeah. kick its ass. <laughs> yeah. We're good <laughs> as a team together. Yeah, that I can see. <laughs> yeah, very sweet. Well, th- thank you again. Thank oh, you, of man. Of course. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> um, well, yeah, whenever it comes out, just, um, you know, again, a thank you to you all. And we'll stay in touch for sure. Yeah. Stay in touch. Sounds good. Yeah, please, please stay sane. Please stay. Honestly, if you're like tired of each other, you need to call. Hit me up. Be like, yo, we need to, we need to Skype. Let's get out there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. All right, man. Well, you too. Stay healthy. Thank you. Yeah. Take care. Take care. Send uh, best health to your families as well. You too. Thank you. Have a good one. Talk to you soon, man. Bye. Bye. This round is on me.